thank you again, Catherine, for doing this. I appreciate it. No problem. Happy to. Yeah. How's your day going so far? It's busy as always. I love it. Never ends, does it? No, for all of us. How did you get involved in what you do today? So were you born in Alberta? I was. I was born in Innisfil, Alberta and grew up on a farm in central Alberta, moved to Calgary in 1984. Absolutely love the province and uh, and I certainly love Calgary and all the things that we can get done here too. I was part of the energy industry and then about six years ago, fortunately for Moody's Gardner at the time, I was invited to join Alberta Enterprise Group as a member through them and then through Anderson as well after that. And then fortunately, when uh, Danielle ran for Premier, there was an opportunity to have a discussion with the Alberta Enterprise Board regarding my presidency or even my support in helping them find a president. And over a series of a couple of months, I decided that I was all in and always was. I never missed an event during the time I was a member wherever I could, I was there. And I love the group. And as a result, uh, my team and I were hired to to run the organization with a lot of support, obviously, from our board. Growing up in Alberta, what was it like back then versus what it is today? Has it changed in terms of the business landscape? I mean, even in the last 10 years, has it changed? Dramatically. Absolutely. I would say that the province that I grew up in, the one that my mom and dad worked hard in their whole life and others around their age group. And then as we, as I came through as a young professional, I would say that that whole time was what I would have referred to Alberta as the yes, Alberta. And what I've noticed and many have lamented about in the last few years is that we've become the no Alberta. So starting with the no and starting with the instead of the yes is become a concern. And I'm feeling more encouraged with some of our candidates that are on the scene to run our province in our country. I am pleased with their yes attitude and I'm hoping that we will be able to continue down that path so that we can become the province that we were all proud to be. And, and I still am very proud to be an Albertan. I just look forward to having some barriers lifted so that um, there's more pro-business activity so that we can also continue helping our citizens, our vulnerable citizens in our communities as well. How do you think we got to where we got today, where there's so many barriers to do anything? You know, there's so much red tape. Back then, this was a wild west of opportunities. You really could make it out here in Alberta. I appreciate that, Zach. And, you know, I, I actually think it's the boiling frog syndrome. I don't think there was one thing or five things. I, I think it was a series of things that happened, uh, both provincially and federally. And over time, I think we have become, well, I think even, even the time when I was selling in oil and gas sales and environmental services. In fact, 30 some years ago, I was with Agate Laboratories and I sat across from a gentleman back then. And again, that was 35 years ago. And so his attitude was that environmental services will not be around for long. I should find another career. And at the time, of course, he was an older gentleman and, and maybe he felt that way. 
Uh, of course, things are very different. And in fact, Alberta leads in all of these areas with regard to environmental standards, safety standards, and always have, which is why the rest of the world continues to look at us as the leader in those spaces. So I think then, I think there was some complacency, and I think that has has led us down this road of being complacent. We're hardworking Albertans doing what we're, we do well. We've got our head down. And it isn't until we put our head up and go and realize that the, there's a lot of the world, there's many enemies out there that want to lock us down in terms of Alberta resources. This is a very real issue and has been for a long time. It isn't until we put our head up, do we see it though? So again, I think there's a lot of, there's still a lot of Albertans out there that are denying the fact that we do have these issues that are very real. And yet there's some others that are on the front line and doing their very best to uh, combat against the ones that are trying to lock us down. You know, we, we hear from others that, hey, we need to stop oil and gas here in Alberta. We need to just all be on electric. I mean, is there a right? Is there a wrong answer? Oil's not going anywhere anytime soon, let's be honest. You know, our climate, electric just doesn't work here. We've seen it. We've tested it. Our grid system here in Calgary itself is not ready for electric vehicles as an infrastructure. It's not built. I mean, it's nice to have, but it's not built. What do you think is going to happen to the energy industry here in Alberta, specifically oil and gas? I actually think that it's an or, or it's not an or, it's an and. I actually do think that technology is doing, is technology changes and um, and all the good th- things that are happening in those spaces in all areas, not just in energy, but in ag and forestry in lots of different areas. There's some great tech that's happening and learning from the rest of the world and them learning from us. That open source uh, sharing mentality is is becoming more the norm, which I absolutely love. I think that um, that we all, all high tides lift all boats in that case where when, when we can say, yes, electric, electric vehicles are on the scene. And of course, um, our federal government believes that we should all be driving them. I, I'm not against electric vehicles. In fact, I love the Tesla myself, um, but I want it to be reliable and cross Canada without having difficulty in minus 40. So there, and currently we're just not there. And, and of course it will change in the future. There's lots of people smarter than me that are working on that. And all of these opportunities are an and. So you're right, oil and gas is very important for many parts of the world. In fact, I argue that that Canada oil and gas is the cleanest in the world and, and the world should be paying attention to that. I, I again, that there's a bigger issue around that and why, why we're, we're buying at, at wholesale or, or sorry, we're buying at retail and selling at wholesale. I think that's a major issue and hopefully our next government will be able to turn that around for us. I hopeful. Um, and, and I think that that opportunity of having, okay, so yes, solar is important. Wind is important. Cleaning up our backyard is important. Emissions are very real, but the, the fact that our global climates are changing is very real. Is that human uh, driven? I'm sure humans had a part in it. I also think that 
tens of thousands of years of, of geology and, and again, smarter people than I understand those bigger pictures than I do. But I do know that there's some good new technologies that are going to help us get there. And again, it's, it's that and not or mentality. Have you ever seen such a polarized time that we're living through? Have you ever seen this before? Because it's either you're one way, and if you're not that way, I disagree with anybody. You know, that's what we're we're at right now in life. These conversations need to happen where people can talk and have these open conversations without screaming at one another. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Wouldn't that be nice? I agree. I love the internet, and I love social media, and I love communications in the way they are. The old-fashioned sitting in front of someone and actually having that dialogue is gone. Or, I mean, it's not gone. Pardon me. It's it's just less. It's a lot easier to get on the computer and tell your opinion to people. And then there's others that are disagreeing or liking or not or are unfortunately taking it to an extreme and, and being quite derogatory. I think that's extremely unfortunate. I, I truly believe, and I've seen it, you have too, we all have where there's been an argument online, but you put those two people in the room and they're having a different dialogue. It, it's almost that, that safety or their perceived safety behind the computer that allows them to be completely open and raw that would potentially hurt somebody. And that's, I find extremely unfortunate. And we need to get back to that old fashioned dialogue, sit toe to toe with someone and have that open communication with respectful, uh, open uh, conversation that starts with, well, why do you feel that way? Start with some curiosity about where do you, what made you feel that, what made you arrive to that? And, and can we talk about some of the things that I, my perspective might bring to the table and have that respectful conversation that goes back and forth. You don't necessarily bring someone over to your side, but at least you can both be more knowledgeable about what your sides are in a respectful and, um, and loving manner. What do you hope for, for our province of Alberta and its businesses from small mid to large? What do you hope for? I hope for great prosperity for anyone who rolls up their sleeves and wants to make Alberta businesses profitable and supporting others. So obviously when they're employing people, they're employing uh, contractors, and we all know Alberta businesses are always watching for organizations that need a hand up as well. I've got some great examples with our Alberta Enterprise members that are constantly helping charities that are struggling or even right on the street with Don Lucas with Encore Trucking, watching for opportunities where there were unfortunately women and children on the street in minus 40 and he didn't hesitate but to reach out to the organizations that he needed to to help them get the acute situations taken care of so that women and children could get into a hotel for a couple of nights so that they could find a place where they could be a little bit more long term until they were able to transition appropriately having Alberta business leaders profitable and, and everyone feeling that prosperity that we, we did feel and, and still do today. We feel very blessed having them as in those leadership roles will constantly lift the ones that are vulnerable to, and that's all important. That's what, that's my wish. 
Divided time. Is there a happy medium here? Can we all come together and just hash it out? What are the problems? And let's move on and let's make this province great. Is that possible? Or in today's climate, it's just a yes or a no? I think all is possible, but I'm I'm the eternal optimist. I am my father's daughter. So I think that everything is possible. I really do believe that it starts to with face-to-face conversations, understanding what the true issues are and seeing if you can compromise on both sides. I've seen, we've all seen it happen where it can work, but we it's in person. It's getting back to being in person. I don't think the two and a half years of being in the lockdown helped anybody. It, and in fact, it, for a lot of our friends that were more introverted or even on this, the spectrum of being introverted, it took them even further back into that. And, and it takes practice to network and be out in front of people and communicate. To lose that practice for two and a half years, I had difficulty and I'm the, I love networking. Getting back out there and meeting people again in person, it was really tough at first. It's not easy. I mean... There is anxiety initially when you meet someone, you know, already there is, but then, yeah, you lose that touch for a while. It's you're off your radar, right? Your your gears are not aligned yet. You need the WD-40. It felt like I was learning to walk all over again. So for the listeners, Catherine, what is AEG and what does it exactly do? And is there possibilities for folks to become members Thank you. Uh, We started back in 2007 with a group of business leaders out of Edmonton who were always and still are very passionate about Alberta business, Alberta as a whole, uh, our community. And they decided to get together on a regular basis. They would have keynote speakers, they would do trade missions, and they would be advocates at all levels of government. And that's really what we are still today. After two surveys over the last two months, or sorry, after the last seven months, the two surveys were those three things. Make sure we're still networking so that we can support one another. Hear from a keynote speaker that we want to hear from, which has been very fortunate. The keynote speakers that we ask usually say yes. Um, So fortunately, we've got a great opportunity to bring those speakers in. And then, of course, an opportunity to network and be in front of each other so that we can support each other, find out what what our hotspots are and what, what we can do with each other. And then, obviously, the trade missions. We did one in Texas in November. We have two planned for this year. We haven't identified the locations as of yet, and all members would be welcome to join us for that. And then, of course, the government advocacy, which is um, supporting in many different ways, municipally, provincially, and federally. Right now, we are currently uh, doing our best to intervene on Bill C-69. We have commented on Bill 235. We've been working with different organizations um, with media situations. So that has been interesting too. Anyway, it's been, it's been fun, but those are, that's been my mandate from the members and that's what we continue doing. We are looking for new members that are interested in being part of exactly what I just said and are interested in diving deeper on what we can do as a group to support Alberta, but also how can we reach out to the world to help the world understand how great we are too. Are you seeing a lot of foreign investment into our province or from your members? Are they speaking on letting you know that there is investments here? There's or opportunities? Are. 
Certainly are. And I, and I think later on in May, we'll learn if it will continue on that path. It, it really does change whoever is in government, uh, obviously provincially and or federally. So we look forward to working with any government that is, um, is leading our province and our country and always with the idea of promoting Alberta businesses and, and doing our best for our community at the same time. Over the years, has the membership increased or have you seen uh, a plateau here at this time? Yeah, and I'm a, I'm a member of many organizations that unfortunately lost many members during the lockdown, including Albert Enterprise Group. Fortunately, in the last seven months, we have gained our membership back and exceeded. So that continues to grow. And because our members are so pleased with the events that we have um, and an opportunity to even speak pre privately and one-on-one with the the Premier, most recently as of uh, Thursday, March 2nd, um, there's always opportunity for that too. And I think our members really appreciate that, having that access, but also then access to each other. How often we be able to communicate and be mentored by other great leaders in our province that are more senior or more experienced in a particular area. How, what a wonderful opportunity to be able to work with them to work through whatever opportunity or issue you may have as a business leader. It's it's a great network of people that are doing that great work. When you look at the younger generation, um, say someone starting a tech company, would joining the AEG benefit them? Yeah, well, certainly if they're a tech company, there's probably organizations as members that would be very interested in their tech. <laughs> Number one, so even from a business perspective, it's a great opportunity to let members know what it is that they're building because a few things are happening. Obviously, these organizations are well healed. They're looking at always being better and sharper for their clients, for the community, etc. So there's that, but there's also to be mentored by. No matter who we are as business leaders or how successful we are, there's always something to learn from other business leaders. So having that opportunity and then trade missions. In fact, any of our members are first of all welcome and then most importantly encouraged to comment and give me the guidance that I would need to build out that trade mission that would be most effective for them, for their business, and maybe for their community, because we make sure that we do lots of different things on the trade missions. It's not just about meeting with business and government leaders. It's actually finding out what's going on in that particular part of the world that we can also learn from. There's lots of good things that are always happening. And this young startup tech company, as an example, would potentially like a lot of that opportunity to learn as well, but also to also give their guidance too, because no matter what part of what age we are in the spectrum of our business leadership, there's always something to learn and always something Absolutely. to give. Yeah. There's, there's wisdom on all levels, all ages, all, all groups. Levels, all the time. Yeah. yeah. And I think when we look at, you know, the chambers itself, is there a difference to what a chamber does versus what AEG would do? Yeah. From my discussion with some of the chambers is that they feel that it is very different. They're, they're localized, first of all, and they certainly do advocate on behalf of members and Alberta businesses too. We are all across Alberta. And so we've had great discussion with the Alberta chamber. That is the 
the overarching of all chambers. And we have agreed that we're just in two different spaces. And what's really great is that I learn from them and I learn what they're promoting so that we can come alongside all the good work they're doing. And then vice versa, they're also on our email chain. So they see all the different things that we're learning and what we're doing for members. And that that synergy goes back and forth. And same with the Business Council of Alberta with Adam Legg. We feel the exact same. He, he and his team are so good at doing the policy and the, the good work that they do. And so we are not policy developers or we might make suggestions, but we certainly are not that group that would would then build that out. He does, He and his group do all that. And then we pick and identify the opportunities to be able to shine a good light on some of the good work that we are aligned with too. And it's, again, great synergies. Yeah. What inspires you each morning to get up and tackle the day? You know, despite so much noise out there in today's era, how do you push through it all and not let it affect you? Because at the end of the day, we're all human beings. There, I'll break that out into two. What gets me up in the morning, gets me excited, is this kind of opportunity, Zach. To meet someone like you, to meet awesome Albertans doing great work, that that gets me jazzed. Again, I am my father's daughter. I watched him do it, and and I absolutely love the people side. It's It feels like a playground to me. The other side of about how I I don't let it get to me, I that's that, that's just not accurate at all. I do, unfortunately, because of the same reason that I love what I do. Um, it also affects me in a negative way when I've hurt someone's feelings accidentally or uh, I've done something wrong. I've made a mistake and I am the worst. I beat myself up for two or three days until my partner will shake me and go, okay, but what about all the other good stuff that you do? <laughs> so I'm, I am human. You're right. It's uh, it's a, it's a process. <laughs> if your parents or grandparents were here today, looking at you, I mean, not your grandparents, what would they think of you? And uh, what would you want to say to them? Hmm. Wow. Profound question. Um, well, first I'd say thank you to them. Um, and I do. And every morning in the pool, I'm very grateful for the two parents I had. And obviously that goes up the chain, you know, grandparents too. I'm very grateful to have been born in Alberta and had the opportunity to grow up on a farm and understand what it meant to to struggle and and be poor for the majority of our lives and, and really have that, that grassroots mentality of still being able to be optimistic and and dad used to say, everything is figure outable. We can always figure it out. There's always going to be a way to sort this out. So I'm grateful for that. I would say, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, is what I would say. What do you think they would say to you? Well, you know, I think that they would be pleased with the the advocacy work that I do. And, and even outside of AEG, I've always been doing everything that I can for the majority of the people that touch uh, the work that we do, um, helping people look and find jobs, hopefully encourage them in the times of despair. I think that they, I think that they would say good and keep going. When you look at our forefathers, um, my mom passed away too in 2019, but just thinking about how hard it was for them. Right. And, and they were able to do so much with so little. Yeah, you know, imagination, creativity, and just 
stretching a dollar in life. Right? I don't know how they did that. Wow. Amazing. I'm still working on that part. <laughs> <laughs> well, the inflation that's going on, I don't know. It's tough. <laughs> For sure. Yes. Catherine, before we get going here, how can someone join the AEG? Is it too late? Does it have to be in January of 2024? How does no, it work? We, we welcome anyone who's interested to learn more. I love to meet with them or at least have a conversation on the phone and learn more about what it is that they're attracted to in AEG to ensure that we've got alignment on both sides and absolutely love and welcome all new members. They can join through the albertaenterprisegroup.com. There's some membership information there. They'll see all of the past event information, including recordings from all of our events, including the one where Premier Smith was live streaming last Thursday. So that's very fortunate for all of us and others too, Dr. Jack Mintz and, uh, and, and fortunately our co-founder Cal Nichols back from August 31st. That's quite a story. So that's a good one to listen to. They're all there and and they can also reach out to me anytime at katherinealbertaenterprisegroup.com as well. Perfect. And you're you're very social, which I love. It's uh, it's great to see that. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> Are you seeing Thanks. a lot of the members on social media as well? Like Cal and no, Not so much. No. <laughs> no, our um I think our our younger uh, members are certainly on there. Um, I, I think our our older uh, members are busy running many companies, so I think that they're probably a little busy on social media. But but we certainly do see the odd posts from some of them, and and we enjoy all of it. It's all good. I also like an old fashioned phone call. That's the best, isn't it? Yeah. Pick up the phone. <laughs> Pick up the phone, or come meet me for coffee. That's always the best. <laughs> From an age group, what's the oldest member and what's the youngest member you guys currently have? That's a good question, but I would think probably 24 years old to 85. Wow, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I do too. I love it. No, Well, thank you again, Catherine, and we will grab a coffee soon. I look forward to that. Mm-hmm.